Welcome to Thirsty on Tune, where we drink wine and read webtoons. Hi, I'm your co-host Bronwyn, your webtoon obsessive, dopamine addicted, idiots in love, and slow burn sommelier. And I'm your co-host Chris, webtoons acolyte, enemies to lovers lover, and banter core aficionado. So pull up a page, pour yourself a drink, and let's dive in. You're thirsty on Maine, we're thirsty on Tune. Hi, how's it going? It's going good. How are you? Not too shabby. Fully boosted and looking forward to superpowers. Yes, we are in a a beautiful window of time where my migraine is just starting and you've just got the booster shot. So we are both able to talk right now. It almost (laughs) definitely won't be in like an hour. So true. (laughs) That sweet spot. (laughs) This is what we do for you listeners. This is what we do. We got you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Are you drinking anything fun today? Um, I am trying to stay hydrated. So Smart. Smart. my uh, gin and soda minus the gin. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I have a yellowtail Pinot Noir in my pride glass, which if I filled it all the way up, could hold an entire bottle of wine. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. <laughs> I like uh, it. For the record, listeners, it is not full. <laughs> We are not there yet. <laughs> not yet. No promises it won't be refilled, but it isn't currently full all the way. <laughs> and that is fair. So what are we talking about today, Bronwyn? Oh, we are talking about one of my favorites, the most beautiful and most amazing ghost lights that you have brought to the table. And I'm very ghost excited lights. about it. By yes. Fantacoy. Go follow Fantacoy. Yes. Yes. Ghost lights was one that came as like a recommendation through webtoons to me. And I think my message to you about this was I am exactly one issue into the run and I'm already know it's going to be an obsession. (laughs) Yeah, I think that was exactly actually. (laughs) And I was correct. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And then as is our want, I immediately went and blew past you in the reading. Absolutely. (laughs) Fully, fully did. Do you want to take us through the blurb? Absolutely. So Ghost Lights, a slow burn love story. When Noah's dreams begin to overlap with reality, he doesn't know what to think anymore. But then he and his best friend, Robin, get lured into a place of their past slowly. They start remembering that they might have known each other far longer than they thought and that they weren't always human. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Generally speaking, right here, we would jump into uh, genres. I think we have to talk about art first. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and like, honest to God, I I think that blurb is great and amazing because it doesn't spoil anything and it's wonderful. And my God, does it sell this story short? (laughs) It does. It's hard. It's hard not to because I feel like trying to describe it is almost impossible like (laughs) honest to god like it's craziness and not the least of which because so much of that story is told through the art yes exactly exactly I'm I have literally dressed intentionally in red today to give even though only Broadwood can see me (laughs) (laughs) and as is our want I have done the opposite and done almost entirely blue (laughs) I love it it's perfect we've got the visual doubt I'm literally wearing a Taylor Swift all too well scarf right now like that's that's where we are as people uh (laughs) 
But truly, because like the way that color features into yeah. how what the story is before you even know what's going on, and it takes a while. It is a slow burn romantically, but it's also a slow burn and like what what the hell is going on? And it doesn't matter that you don't know right away because the sense of like dread and menacing yeah. is there every time the color red shows up. And sometimes you can't tell whether it's flower petals or blood, and it's just so alarming. I and I think honest to God, you're like, is it flowers? Is it blood? The answer is yes, yes. a lot of the time. Like it's bonkers, yes. and it's so neat. Like some sometimes the answer is it's sunset. Sometimes the answer yeah. is is it ha 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 yeah. ha yeah. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> it is, it is, it's kind of got this like it's not watercolor exactly because it's much brighter than watercolor, but it almost but has it a feels water- like watercolor. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like somehow a startlingly bright watercolor. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's very saturated. Um, yes. I, I love that. I, I don't, I have no idea what to call this style, Mm-mm. but it's spectacular. It's and all- can we take a second to talk about character design? Yes. Oh my God. These characters are arresting. Like, it's they're spectacular. I mean, their human forms are spectacular. They yes. have these interesting um, features like Robin's tattoos for some reason are so, yes. so spectacular. And they're very simple. They're very, yes. for some reason, they are just mm-hmm. eye-catching. They're incredible. Yes. Um, and they very much speak to his character, which I Absolutely. think is incredible. But their animal forms, <gasps> oh my so God. Like the, the, the character designs for Mother and for Home Robin oh, and for God. Not a Fawn Noah. God, like oh uh, my God! Yeah, they're they're so we get to see them in these three different forms. We get to see they're like fully person, fully animal spirit, I guess, and then a combination in between at times. A lot of times, those are just like cover art or like art that is posted during hiatus, but. Though, but in between, it's possibly my favorite where we get to see the full like human yeah. design, but they've got their antlers. <gasps> oh, it's spectacular. I, I, I love when they're interacting sort of mm-hmm. with their animal forms kind of in that yes. dream state that's yes. not a dream state that you have no idea what's happening and yeah. super sort of menacing and creepy and yet also incredibly beautiful. Yes. Incredibly Absolutely. beautiful. And like they're talking to themselves trying to figure out right. what's happening right it's it, the art is almost surrealist yes while still be still being like def- definitely like you can tell what it is but there's somehow a quality of dream surrealism layered on top of it and like always and it's always there so like even when you know it's not a dreamscape right it could be a dreamscape it could be <laughs> I'm never certain. And no. I think that, that's totally the intention. I would also say this is the first one we've talked about that has used the Webtoons scroll format to such a degree. Yes. It, it is essential. Like I, I know that there is a printed version of it and I have not seen the printed version. I'm very curious how they do it because it uses that scrolling format to make these long panels that oh. go on and it's like a leaf falling and you get to follow it falling down as you scroll. And it's mm-hmm. just so spectacular and atmospheric and one of the times that they use that that format so successfully to me is actually when they did a little bit of a plot recap Mm -hmm. and so you get to see the story line 
sort of from beginning to end with a whole bunch of Robin being lonely in the middle. And oh my God. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. And all it is is a white screen with a black line that says lonely periodically. You have to scroll so much that it's like, oh, Robin. (laughs) And then there's like a break in the line at one point where we're like, no idea what happened. No idea. There's just suddenly break. And then back to our timeline we know about. It's just like, what? What is that? All this growing stuff on the line all of a sudden. And you're like, what? Like there's there's stuff that's happened here that we don't know about yet. (laughs) Good luck to you. Incredible. I would say this, this, the art in this is the most perfectly married to the story of anything we've read. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's so interesting. No idea where some of these designs came from, um, but they're spectacular. And I'm so excited that I got to, that I get to be part of this story as an audience member. Like it's, it's so beautiful. I just, and it's so beautiful in such an inherently creepy way. Like this little, not a fawn coming up to Noah to communicate with him. And you know, like he's like trotting along and then you look down and you just, if you look at the little details, there are claws on his mm-hmm. feet. Mm-hmm. And when he goes to eat something, he's trying to eat a dragonfly or something. And the skin around his mouth rips open as he opens it yes! up to accommodate <gasps> his God, I know. fangs because uh. he's omnivorous. He's not He's yeah. not a herbivore. And <laughs> when, yeah. when Robin and, or Noah calls him a fawn, he's like, I am not a fawn. <laughs> it's truly amazing. And yet, you know, it's like that menacing. And sometimes it's so cute too. Mm-hmm. There is a, a little white kitten with an infected eye. That's like a little bit shut at one point. And it is truly the cutest thing I have ever seen. And it's still in that same art style. And I and- don't understand how it's both. And it's so amazing because it, it like the the kitten's entrance is like this doom scroll. Like it, <laughs> it is, it is. It's like something bad is coming. Oh no! Oh look, it's a fluffy white kitten. Yeah. It's a kitty. <laughs> it's just a little kitty. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. It's so evocative. It is. It's incredibly evocative. And then and like I've spent a lot of time talking about um, Noah's animal form but uh robin's animal form is equally evocative and 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 perhaps even more so um with just the the sort of the face that is not Mm -hmm. fully formed yeah so its face looks like kind of mist or steam right at the nose because it didn't form right oh it's so wild it's so wild it's just bonkers i just love it 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 every single panel of this story could be a poster like easily you Mm -hmm. could frame it and put it on your wall I mean it might terrify people when they come into your house but it would be gorgeous (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) which is sort of how I feel every time I reread this which I do on the regular (laughs) me too me too I've read it at least twice though I think I've read parts of it more than twice yeah I've run through it three times now and I just I can't get enough it's it's one of those that yeah yeah it's uh it's just so beautiful. It is. It is stunning. So if we're going to go back, what would you say genre-wise? Um, <laughs> I mean, s- slow, burn slow burn is right there. I, obviously, it's a slow burn. Mm-hmm. I think it is it, haunting, if haunting mm-hmm. can be a genre. Um, surrealist horror romance. <laughs> I have beautiful, creepy-ass supernatural. So yeah. <laughs> same thing. We said the same thing. <laughs> Like it's all of these things and then some like it's genuinely cute it yeah. made me cry and oh, it, yeah. I, like even in the first few issues it terrified me like immediately yeah 
Yeah. Like there's this sort of, it's, it's funny. Like it's not horror in a gore way. It's not horror in a, in a like spook scare way or anything Mm. like that. It's this creeping sense of dread that is so interesting and very ingrained in every panel. Yes. Though I will say there, there is a a fair deal of actual blood in this comic as well. So there is some gore, especially in the like remembered animal sequences. There's some, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, some vomiting of blood. So, you know, reader be warned because whew, that was a lot. <laughs> but it could be flower petals. It could be vomiting power flower petals, but uh, it didn't look like it. <laughs> Seriously. Um, now with this one, we will go into favorite characters, but let's be honest, there's not a ton of characters. No. No, there's, there's two really. And mm-hmm. then hence of four, four, I think. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's all we've seen at this point there. Yeah. It's like there are main characters and then there are tertiary characters. Yeah. There, but there even really aren't a lot of secondaries. Yeah. The tertiary characters, there aren't even that many of them. It's a very no. like focused story, which makes sense in the context of mm-hmm. the characters we get. So we have uh, Robin. Mm-hmm. Uh, who I love. Robin. Oh yeah who is, who is pansexual, right? And he just describes himself as hella gay. Gay as fuck. I love it. All rainbow words. Yep. Uh, And he is so completely himself. Like he, he wears beautiful eyeliner. He's got his tattoos. He's so cool. He is the master of the wing. Yes. Oh, his winged eyeliner. I want that game. Like legit goals, man. (laughs) so good it's so good (laughs) and he's just really self-possessed but of course like internally a mess which is one of my favorite tropes (laughs) just seems so cool and collected and then you get to hear his pov and he's like ah (laughs) oh he's so great he's so great great he's so lovely (laughs) and then of course we have noah who is oh my god i love noah our tiny no. disaster gay. <laughs> exactly. That is, yes. Tiny disaster gay. Precisely. He, he, he can't, it's not even that he can't avoid trouble is that mm. he actively looks for it. Yeah. He can't avoid it, but he also isn't trying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, trouble is actually looking for him too. Right. So. But, it, but he looks back. Like yeah. <laughs> He's like, I see you. There's some characters when faced with supernatural situations, try to live their normal life. Noah's like, fuck normal life. I'm going to lean hard into supernatural. (laughs) I'm going to go to the lake and go past the uh, don't enter dangerous zone. Even when being warned, I'm going to show up home with many injuries. I cannot explain. (laughs) I need to know. I need to know. know, And you know what? I can relate. Yeah. The truth is out there. Noah wants to find it. Exactly. He may not remember it, but he's right. going to find it. Truly. <laughs> yeah, he probably has already found it at this point. He just doesn't know the true tragedy. Oh, he's so cute. He is. And then, so we also have Mother. Yes. The, I don't know if you would, this is during the animal spirit portion of the story. I, I don't know that you would call her an animal spirit, though. I'm not really sure what Mother is. I'm assuming Mother is like Mother Nature. Oh, Mother Nature is terrifying. Like Gaia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, Mother Nature is full on, like, yeah. Terrifying. Like, terrifying. like, kind of looks like the xenomorphs from uh, Alien, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, more nature-y-ish. <laughs> but yeah. 
explain that like a more biological xenomorph. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mother is. Uh, yeah. Mother is very clearly a- a- amoral. Mother has a goal. Yeah. Yeah. And that goal will be achieved. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the end of the story. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Well, we will probably circle back around to this during themes, uh, because yes. it, I think it says very interesting things about nature that she is the way that she is. Yeah, and I think I it, for me it's apropos. I know checks out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the on the direct opposite side of the spectrum, we have Noah's actual mother. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Who is the most cheerful bundle of joy ever? She's yes. just. She's like the epitome of looks like she gives a good hug. Yes. Oh my God. And bakes a good cake. Oh, hundred percent. She is exactly what, when you close your eyes and think, what is a good mother? Like it's her, it's yeah. Noah's mom. She loves her kids so much. And she, well, kids, I said, only one of them is actually her kid, but not, don't tell her that she's no. like, nope, Robin is my child. She completely accepts them as they are. When they come out to her in one scene, it's genuinely so heartbreaking. Oh my God. It's so cute. And like one of my favorite scenes is actually when Robin comes in to tell her that he has a boyfriend for yes. the first time yes. and she's so excited for him, even though she has actually figured out that that's why poor Noah's heart is broken. Right. True. So she, but she's not going to put that on Robin you know, she's letting them figure their shit out, which is amazing. And such a good mom moment. And she's like, let's have cake. Tell me all about it. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> absolutely I just that she's such a good mom she's that's it's so nice to see it is I love that and I love I love that when Robin asks her not to tell his parents yeah you know and he's trying to make his explanations and he's like you know what I'm not saying that they would take it badly it's just you know we're not super close and all of this and he's saying that and she just she sort of lets him talk for a minute and then she says don't worry about it it's up to you yeah it's absolutely up to you you get to tell people or not tell people on your schedule because this is your choice and it's your life and it's your feelings and it's this yeah. is about you, not anyone else. I just think that if you do decide to tell them, it will go okay. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, is that not the most perfect thing? Absolutely. Is that not what everybody needs to hear? <laughs> Absolutely. She is so validating. I love her so much. Yeah. And that is fully and completely the characters we get to see. Well, oh, we have kitten as well. There is a kitten. Yes. Yep. Kitten is kitten. Kitten's personality is cute. Yes. Um, <laughs> we do we do get to see like a couple of friends. Yeah, we see a boyfriend at one point, but he doesn't, uh, I wouldn't say he goes so far as to have character traits. No. Really. <laughs> no, he does come back as an adult yes. later to be more I, like a wingman. I do love the very queer narrative of still being friends with your ex and being like so close, you're like besties. I love yeah. that. I know, right? Yes. Uh, but yeah, we don't get a lot of information about any of the friends that are just sort yes. of like in a scene or two in mm. a bar. There is a, there is a cute lesbian bartender with the like streak of gray through her hair that I love. Yes. And I hope we get more of her. I don't know what her deal is, but I love her instinctively. So <laughs> we, do, exactly. we see Noah's friends, but I don't even know that they have so much as a line in that scene. Maybe, maybe. One or two. Yeah. Because right. they're asking him about why Robin's being right. weird. They are setting, but uh, yeah, more than character, which yeah. is fine. It really does work for the story. Because realistically speaking, it's so much about Noah and Robin mm-hmm. that that's what and we get to see Noah and Robin in so many different iterations yeah that that takes up so much of the story and they 
are each other's world yeah. in a way that makes sense for what happens in the story. Yeah. Like we've talked about that before in uh, our Zocker episode where like mm-hmm. the main couple is each other's world to the point we almost don't really see other people in the story. This is that, but uh, for a whole supernatural ass reason. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Let's I'm not going to say less codependent. Oh, no, deeply it's codependent. deeply codependent, but... But I'm not sure they have a choice in the matter. Yeah. <laughs> Unclear. Unclear whether they have a choice in the how codependent they are. It, <laughs> it is more codependent than Zucker, but... Yeah. We're yeah, not definitely. sure what role free will plays in this story <laughs> at this point, so... Oh, God. Speaking of... Ships. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I mean, obviously... <laughs> doesn't even pretend like they aren't gonna be together like the author's notes are always like don't worry it's coming yeah exactly exactly I mean my my favorite ship note is well clearly (laughs) (laughs) yeah no they are so smitten with each other and so sweet I really like their dynamic um because it's that it is my weakness. The classic, like one is trouble. One is protective of the one that's trouble. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I know. And like Noah is so delightfully lovable, yeah. especially because he doesn't see himself that way. You know, I know. He, has, he has no idea. He only views himself as broken. Yeah. He sees these two worlds instead. He, instead of seeing himself as the bridge between the two worlds, you know, yeah. like, yeah. And Robin carries all kinds of colorful band-aids in his backpack because he knows that Noah will get hurt and he will be the one to patch him up and he's, every and time. He, and he has since he was a kid. I know. When at one point he says, I will still be doing this when we're old, which of course is like played off as like Noah reads it as teasing, but Robin absolutely just means it. Like I will be doing this for the rest yeah. of our lives. It's so cute. And the fact that Robin doesn't figure it out that he sees Noah that way (laughs) until he's like literally like 10 years later (laughs) until he solidifies Robin as the himbo of the story truly he is a smart himbo but Noah Noah is our Loki variant oh (laughs) 100,000% you're right I hadn't thought of that but no he is though he is just chaos personified yep Oh my God, you are right. The, okay, the Loki slash himbo is a pretty common combo, isn't it? I'm, I'm just, all of a sudden, I said, I said Robin was the himbo. I'm like, oh dear, this is Loki Thor. Loki <laughs> Thor, it is. <laughs> Look, whether you ship Thorky or just like them as brothers, you have to admit the himbo slash chaos combination. Is it's a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. <laughs> god and i mean like obviously we're gonna get into some spoiler territory oh we may have already to some degree or not but i'm gonna get into some specific spoiler territory right about now because for me this is literally the ship that brings life to the land you know a sense of home to the life so you can't have home without the heart and you can't have the heart without that sense of home yes Yes. And you know, so Noah is that heart and Robin is the home. And absolutely. Like there's there's a line where I think this is dur- the, the I think this might be mother. I can't remember who exists that says it, but it's during the like animal spirit portion of the story where somebody says that Robin is a place. Mm-hmm. And that really stuck with me because he is and he remains that place for Noah in their human forms. He yes. is home, as you're yeah. saying. Like that is who he is. Yeah so good yeah but he he wouldn't have that sense of life and vitality without noah around 
right? right. He would just be an empty home yes. without Noah. He he contains all of the life that is Noah. Like he is the container. Yeah. Noah is the spark. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I cry. <laughs> I know. I know. It's so, it's just so, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. We sit silently contemplating how cute they are. Oh, and also so beautiful and how like, I just, it's so, oh, it's really wholesome. It really is. I love it so much. I I literally cry every time I reread this one. Oh yeah. Thousand percent. Right. Uh, So I don't know what you wrote down for themes, but I literally started my themes notes with themes. Dear God. Okay. (laughs) It's all of them. What themes are included? They are all. Yes. All, all of them yes. Are <laughs> Just pick which ones we want to talk about first. <laughs> it's literally about the personification of home and life right. and defying the natural order to stay together in love. Yes. So, I oh. mean, it's kind of a big deal. I don't yeah. know. Oh my God. Yes. The other thing we could have added in genre that I'm just thinking of now is it is the us against the world like romantic trope we don't even know quite to what degree yet but it is definitely like everything is broken because I loved this one too much to let the natural order happen Mm -hmm. for sure yeah for sure for sure for sure like I will burn the world for this one like (laughs) yes so you know okay so this is the point of the episode where we get like specific about spoilers so you know if you want to pause to go read it do that because here we go three (laughs) two one uh so Uh, Noah is the last in a long line of companions for Robin's animal spirit creature, whatever he is. Is he supposed to be kind of deer wolf combination thing? I'm really not actually sure. I don't know. Wapiti? I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know what's going on. An animal and also a spirit. That's all I've got. Multiple animals, possibly in in a spirit. But uh, that he Yet somehow he's represented by a moth. Oh yeah, because moths also follow him even in the dream state and then out of the dream state. So who, yeah. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Um, <laughs> I think, um, I think Noah is described in the author's notes as part fawn, part fox, part rabbit. Is that what yeah, it was? I think so. Something, I feel like there might even been one more creature in there, but something like that. So we get, you know, the sequence of we see Robin being born and then coming in and creating the place that he is and then receiving these companions and he reincarnates, but his companions live one life brightly. I'm not even sure he reincarnates specifically as or doesn't he, go. He just never goes. Yeah, that's true. Because like neither of them can actually return to the spark of life. But he right. just never dies where the, the life spirits do. They expire after they've right. given their energy to home. Yeah. So everything else reincarnates, though. That was yeah. what it was. Because he talks about, like, he's seeing things die and then their energy comes back. Yeah. But his companions never do. They live an incredible life that, like, adds life to the world around them. And they give everything. They leave it on the field, so to speak. Yeah. And then they are gone forever. And that's And so they never they never really get too close to him. Right. Because they know how much it will break his heart when they die. And does it work? No. Still breaks his heart. (laughs) Exactly. Because he's so lonely. So lonely. So he sees all this life and can't touch it. Yeah. And it, it, but he needs it to survive. Yeah. And then along comes Robin and we don't see that meeting in animal form, but we know that they obviously get close. Right. You know, fall in love. Yeah. And then something happens. We have something happens. <laughs> Absolutely. This, 
Uh, so this is well documented in our friendship, but not yet on this podcast. I think I have abandonment issues, and man, did that sequence <laughs> trigger that? Oh no! <laughs> that whole like, oh, every partner I've had has died. <laughs> oh, right? Oh, was, and like you mentioned before, the la- timeline that just says lonely, and I was like, I'm gonna go cry now. <laughs> it's heartbreaking. That's that freaking. Oh my God, that, I don't know, update, whatever you want to call that chapter of just the, this is the summation of the storyline so far, like broke me. It's so upsetting. Who knew a recap could be that traumatizing? (laughs) They aren't usually that artistic either. It was gorgeous. It was a beautiful, heartbreaking recap. (laughs) I mean, beautiful and heartbreaking is sort of like the thesis statement of the whole thing it is a little bit yeah Yeah. I mean but it like it's just like it builds you up with all of this sweetness and loving and oh my god Mm -hmm. they have this beautiful friendship and relationship and they're very clearly in love with one another and have not told each other because you know (laughs) oh because idiots because idiots idiots in love right which is one of my faves that's probably my favorite (laughs) oh it is Um, it's so good (laughs) they don't remember they don't totally remember the past life as animals so they're so they're not quite so idiots that they didn't break the world and then not still know they were in love. They don't remember breaking the world for each other. However, they're still idiots because the sides are very present. <laughs> yes. And they just like, Noah knows he's been in love with Robin since no. he was a kid. But Robin has had multiple partners and then does, has been clear as right. far as Noah's concerned that he's not interested in Noah in that way. So Noah's just resigned himself to friend zone. Right. <laughs> I... Yes, he's been clear insofar as he hasn't said anything, I think. I know! <laughs> I, I don't think it's been clear as if they've had any type of conversation about no. this ever. No, it took that initial ever. rejection of, I'm with my boyfriend right now, so maybe right. you don't hang out with us. <laughs> to mean, not- I will never love you. <laughs> Which was not even a little bit meant as a rejection. No, no. <laughs> oh, oh, you too. It is very much so. <laughs> Have you ever known people where there's a best friend in the mix that you're just like, I don't like you're looking side eye at the relationship because the person would obviously choose their best friend in any circumstances. And you're just like, huh, there's them because it's very much Robin's like, I could never lose Noah. Oh yeah. I also have a boyfriend, but Noah, if Noah was gone, what would I do? Oh yeah. The boyfriend broke up. All right. That's fine. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) summer sons. (laughs) Oh my God. Truly. Anyway, sorry, that's a whole other podcast. Maybe it we'll is. get there. <laughs> we will. Maybe we will. Oh my God. Oh Lord. But yeah, I mean, Robin really, he represents all of the things like safety and security and mm-hmm. homecoming mm-hmm. and belonging, where yeah. Noah represents things like vitality and yeah. longing and hope and connection. And you see that so much in their human yes. representations. Like Yes. Uh, uh. And obviously neither is complete without the other. And this yeah. story is just about how they're starting to remember that. Absolutely. It's so good. <laughs> I can't. With how much- it's, it's honestly a little problematic how speechless this leaves me because we're trying to do a podcast about it. But I'm, every once in a while, I just like, oh, I can't. The struggle <laughs> is real. Like legitimately. It's, I- yeah. Circling back around to how we were like, what, what, how could you write the blurb better than it is? Because how do you explain what this is and why it hurts so good? Right. (laughs) And it's so big as a story. It's so so big. big. It is impossible and wonderful. And it is one of those works of writing and art where you just kind of 
go, it's really impressive that another human person with the same brain that I have made this. Right. (laughs) I don't know how. (laughs) Somehow. But hats off to you. Yeah, this didn't come beam down from outer space. No, it was a person who made this story. (laughs) It's almost hard to believe. Honest to God, Ghost Lights by Fantacoy. Impressive. Truly a feat. (laughs) Really? Like, I just, I can't. Like, it's just, it's so, like, you get so in your head reading it, you know? Like, yes. On the surface, it's just straight up this beautiful love story. Yeah. Between these characters that you care deeply about. And then when you're not looking, into your heart gets this insane sense of dread and this crawling sense of all of this enormity of the story behind it and you're just like ah oh my god (laughs) yeah yeah I mean I guess that this is related but that circles to another one of my themes which is impermanence like just how not permanent anything is in all of nature (laughs) whoa the existential dread that this comic like plays Uh with is her real (laughs) yeah and then I think we go back to mother on that one too Mm -hmm. with the fact that mother is very quite clearly like neither good nor evil but yeah you know just absolutely neutral just nature yeah just this is where you belong right it doesn't matter that this is going to break you this is what happens it just is what it is. It's that kind of unfeelingness of nature. Like, yep. like you could see mother causing a natural disaster and not batting an eye. Yep. Because Absolutely. why not? Why not? Because that's, that's what happens. What happen. that's, yeah. Yep. Destruction is a part of, of creation. Like it's all combined together. Exactly. And neither is better than the other. Like no. they don't have inherent value. So yeah. that, <laughs> it's, and that comes across so clearly in such a creepy way. <laughs> It's a casual reminder that of all the like horror movie creatures we came up with, nothing is scarier than actually just the natural world. <laughs> right. It's true because it, it honestly doesn't care whether we no. live or die. We're tiny little, yeah, you know, nothing in the grand scheme of things. And the only value we bring is our own, you know? <laughs> We did, we did we put a warning at the beginning of this episode that you should drink during it? <laughs> Existential dread. <laughs> we recommend wine at this point. <laughs> if you are feeling creeping panic, drink up, friends. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, drink up because nature doesn't care if you die. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> 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 well, See, oh, this is where I went with the themes with... Oh dear God. Okay. Evidently me too. Well, I'm not going to improve it because next one I have written down is the theme of mental health. So, Oh yeah. (laughs) It is. So this story, this kind of storyline is frequently done where it's the, is this supernatural? Is this, am I, you know, losing grip of reality? (laughs) And generally speaking, as someone who studies therapy and researches psychology, it's bad. Like it's not well done most of the time fair enough um a lot of times it'll be like not to call out a show i'll probably end up calling out a lot on this um the show magicians is specifically and particularly bad about that yeah (laughs) 
where he literally flushes his um his depression medicine because he realizes his problem was magic the whole time and i just wanted to be like i was waiting for the season finale twist that he like actually lost his mind because he went suddenly off ssris right <laughs> i don't care if medicine was what was really making i mean uh, if magic was what was really making you sad you just went off an antidepressant cold turkey you're definitely not okay now like like I can tell you that from personal experience, not a good idea. Very, very bad for you. I don't, you know, maybe your magic was making you sad, but now it's your SSRI effing you up badly. I hope your teacher's first lesson was how to improve your serotonin using magic spells because otherwise you're fucked. And I just have this radical idea that, you know what? It can be more than one thing. I know. Just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you. This is not the magician's podcast, though I would have plenty to say if it were, but <laughs> not good, not good things to be mm. clear. But truly, like, hey, hey, my dude, I'm afraid to tell you the rest of the show. The evidence suggests you were depressed. And I hate to break it to you that many of the problems would have been avoided if you'd stayed on those meds. I'm just saying. All right. Maybe some Whoa. therapy. Maybe some therapy. So circling back to ghost lights, then. <laughs> does an impressive job of telling that story without diminishing the effect of mental health on these characters especially because it does actually talk about noah being in therapy and he doesn't ever propose that he shouldn't be he knows that whatever is happening supernatural or not is fucking him up like it is he is has ptsd he is depressed those things are true yeah also may be experiencing some supernatural phenomenon but the supernatural phenomenon not helping the mental health problems. Exactly. The two can be occurring yeah. simultaneously. And there definitely is a lot of that like backward and forward between is what I'm seeing real or is it all in my head that I think is handled delicately in such a way to make it not offensive in a way mm-hmm. that it can sometimes be. Like, I don't know. It's not played lightly at all. No, and I'm particularly fond of the way Robin approaches it. Me too. Me too. Um, because his approach is definitely about supporting Noah and there's no judgment there you know there's no there's no oh yes you are going crazy you are seeing things you are he you know he says to himself you know like okay no I I can't see what you're seeing but it is real to you when you're seeing it and I don't want you to be afraid when you're seeing it so I want to be there with you so that I can support you like I that's amazing that's beautiful ideal like mental health support lines honestly so Mm -hmm. good yeah I mean and that is part of like what you do in therapy is you validate someone's experience you know you it part of it is supporting somebody who's going through that is recognizing that whether it is real or not it is real to them yeah you know if they are seeing something it is scary to them because they can't tell it's real or not you know it's it's not about dismissing people it's about meeting them where they are and Robin is so good at doing that that it like makes me cry honest to God so much because like that that experience when somebody validates something like that for you is so oh god it's such a relief right it's such a relief because it doesn't happen as frequently as you'd like like it just it doesn't and that and like that's not a judgment like it really isn't it's very difficult to do yeah especially if you don't have a deep understanding of somebody or what they're going through and things like that right but it's very easy to get stuck in your own head and your own experience and not be able to empathize with somebody's experience when they you they're struggling to communicate what it is or and you know but oh my god when somebody manages to get there and say you know what I I don't see the same thing I don't feel the same thing I don't understand necessarily but I value you 
Right. And I recognize that you do. So what can I do to help? Right. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. Your experience is real. Said, oh, it's so, it is honestly just like goals <laughs> to have people in your life when yeah. you're going through mental health stuff that talk to you the way Noah talks. I mean, Robin talks to Noah is yeah. goals. It, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's just, oh my God. <sighs> yeah. Glorious. Glorious. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that yep. does actually get me into some of my favorite quotes though. I yes. don't know about you. <laughs> yes. I have so many, please hit me with yours. Oh, uh, I was taking screenshots just to get some of the quotes. Correct. Honestly. Um, when <laughs> one of the things when Noah is exploring the do not enter area mm-hmm. and he says, but not knowing the truth scares me even more. I'm yeah. like, that's, that's quintessential Noah right there. You know, like that is his raison d'etre. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Um, and then he, when he says, he sort of follows that up with, but I couldn't really find answers in there, but I found solace. Oh, like yeah. to me, that is their relationship kind of summed up, right? Like he found like when, when he's in that sort of like nest type mm. structure, sort of yes. deep in the heart of that area. I think for me, I think of that whole area that do not enter area. I think of that as Robin, like that, Ooh, as I like the, that the home that raw that. And so that that nest like thing that he gets to sort of in the center is like the heart of it is that that's, you know? And so for him to find solace there is sort of like where he's coming home to Robin, you know, like, Oh, and the like, do not enter side kind of mirroring the fact that he's not supposed to get close. Yeah. <gasps> Whoa. Okay. You just galaxy bring into this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and then my, like my favorite Robin quote is when he yeah. is actually talking to his animal self in his dream form and the animal self says, do you want to understand? And Robin sort of pauses for a second and says, I do. Yeah. Oh, oh it's I so good. I love it so much. Oh, oh it's so good. <laughs> what about you? Oh God. There's so many moments of that. Like the lines out of context are not necessarily this grand, but in the context of the story, mm-hmm. it just kind of knocked me on my ass. There's a moment when we haven't talked about this yet. It'll come up in story specifics. There's a moment where Noah almost dies at the very beginning of like chapter one of the story. <laughs> Yeah. Really launching us into it. And uh, he's having this sort of like meltdown over the fact that it his stuff got destroyed. Oh. And Robin just stops him and goes, what matters? The thing that matters is that you are still here. Yeah. And that was the first time I had to sit my phone down and cry. <laughs> <gasps> oh, yeah. I love yeah. that so much. Oh, God. And that whole thing. Mm-hmm. where and he's not even 100 percent sure it actually even happened mm-hmm. and then he goes back and he sees the room and he sees that it god, did yes. and that other oh people god. can see it and he's just like oh god that it's like he's scared yeah. and traumatized all over again yeah. because it actually this, did happen this is not deniable yeah so basically his room floods inexplicably not he's not on the in the basement or anything that would make sense. Uh, and his landlord says it's like a busted pipe or whatever, but no one can explain why it stayed in his room because, you know, bedrooms are not airtight. <laughs> it is one of the scariest. I mean, I have I have ocean water fears anyway. <laughs> and I was like breathing very heavily while reading this Well, and it's terrifying, especially because like, so for him and his experience, like he's been dreaming about drowning in- right water and flowers yes since he was a kid since he was 
can remember basically. And so for him to kind of wake up and be surrounded in water that's rising and he sees the red flowers everywhere and, Mm -hmm. you know, to have them in his mouth. And like, this is a common dream for him. And then to slowly come to the realization that this isn't a dream and that he needs to break out. He can't get out the door. He can't get out anything like yet. So scary. And then he sees a moth and that gets him to the window, which gets him out. Which is the symbol for Robin. And then he follows the moth to Robin's house. Do you think there is any significance? I know we're on quotes, not themes, but is there any significance to the names they have as people? I wonder. I've been pondering this because like Noah surviving a flood is kind of a biblical reference. It's interesting. Yeah. But I can't figure out what Robin would be, though. When you mentioned that he might be the nest, that did kind of stand out to me. Huh. Curiouser and curiouser. I hadn't put that together. I don't know if that's really a theme or if this is back to being our metaphorical eye patch of the last episode. (laughs) (laughs) We're still waiting on that one, Zocker. (laughs) (laughs) One day it'll be explained. (laughs) Oh, no. I love it. Oh my God. Thank you. Uh, okay. So my other favorite quote again, Robin, I think Robin says all my favorite quotes is I won't let him go through this alone anymore. Oh, that's so Robin. This is what he realizes he, so he knew about Noah. He knew that Noah kind of saw things, but he had dismissed it because they were kids. He had dismissed it as him kind of being imaginative. He thought that it had stopped, but in reality, Noah had just stopped telling him about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, so this is when he realizes that it had not only not stopped, but had gotten significantly worse. And that's what he says this. And I'm just like, oh, they're so cute. They are. Oh my God. I, one of the, I guess this leads us right into story specifics. Cause we're Wait, all one, over. I have one oh. more quote. One all right. More go quote. for it. All right. Because, it. because we can't leave this one behind. My all final right. quote is because everyone needs a home, a safe place like me. <gasps> okay. Go on to stories. <laughs> it's so true. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, what do we got? Oh my God. That broke me. Okay. Give me a second. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Yep. Yes, it is. Oh God. I just, okay. Well, with story specifics, I mean, like there's so many things that kind right. of happen in this, but um, one of the things I wanted to touch on was um, the scene where Noah is sleeping on Robin's side of the bed. Yes. And he had been oh. looking at his photos and yes. then he got pulled into a dream and he kind of pulls Robin into it too. Like it's sort yes. of like, and so Robin's looking at the photos and like, so one of the things we haven't really talked about is that Noah's a photographer and Noah uses the photos as a way to uh, kind of help himself distinguish between what's real and what's not. Right. Cause if it's still in the photographs, then it is, was real. Exactly. Yeah. And it helps him sort of keep track of his memories and things like that, because he's not trusting his brain. He's not trusting the visual input. He's not trusting um, his memories, his dreams, his everything, right? So the photos mean a lot to him. And so when the flood happened and he lost his journals and his photos and everything, he was devastated. So he's been trying to recreate some of that and going to some of these places that trigger these feelings for him, these memories and these feelings of nostalgia. Mm -hmm. And so he had taken these photos at this do not enter area yes and it 
started to trigger these feelings and they've triggered these feelings in Robin as well. And so he finds himself really drawn to Noah and really drawn into this sensation where he's sort of losing control of himself in a similar, but not the same way that Noah gets drawn into these images and, and visions and things like that. And so Noah or Robin kisses Noah when he's asleep. Yeah. And then immediately regrets it. I mean, because he didn't get consent. He didn't, you know. Right. So it's not that he regrets kissing Noah in terms of like anything like, oh, no, I, you know, (laughs) but just that the situation of it and what happened, he didn't mean to. It wasn't that, you know, he just got pulled into this whole situation and then trying to communicate that afterwards. Oh, my God. He still hasn't. (laughs) No, no. He only admitted to looking at the photos. Right. (laughs) And it's it is this like it's amazingly complicated scene because obviously had he intended to do that, that would have been really awful, but he did it. Like he, Noah even says this moment that he had reached up and grabbed, or he, in his dream, he'd reached up and grabbed Robin and pulled him down and kissed him. And and Robin says in his portion of the POV, he felt pulled down. Yeah. And so they clearly they're meeting on this like spiritual dream plane, mm-hmm. but the consequences are in the real world. And they're like horrifying for poor Robin who feels devastated and confused. And, yeah. and then he feels like he has to be so careful around Noah. And then Noah feels rejected because he doesn't know why Robin's being careful. Exactly. Oh. Our, our idiots in love are messy. <laughs> I know. And I mean, I love that Robin is so conscientious about consent. Like that's, because yeah. that's a very important piece we love of it. To it's see huge. It. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but how do you explain that you, you had consent? <laughs> it just happened in the spiritual world. <laughs> God, I know. <laughs> Truly. Like he doesn't actually know what happened. He no. was like this weird kind of fucked up thing. And he's like, oh, I don't like- <laughs> Oh my God. It's, uh, and he's so, he is conscientious about consent and doubly on top of that, very protective of Noah. So his brain is like all fucked up at the moment. Exactly. Like not only did I not protect Noah, I was actually the danger to him. Right. Oh God. Right. (laughs) And and they're like going back to how codependent they are at this point, because of Noah's almost drowning, they're sleeping in the same bed because Noah feels safer. And because he knows that if he wakes up and he can't tell if he's dreaming, Robin can always tell him Mm -hmm. he's like this grounding source for him. So they've got this like weird kind of uh, Robin wanting to be distant, but also not wanting to ever leave him alone. And it's just messy and so good to read. Oh my God. And the the fact that Noah can see this countdown on this sense of safety, because he knows that Robin will get a lover at some point and right. he'll lose his spot beside him. Yes. The place oh. beside you won't always be mine. Oh, it hurts. Heartbreak. Oh, good. <laughs> Love it so much. <laughs> There's also a moment when in the story specifics where, uh, Robin realizes how important the photos are, even though he doesn't, I think at that point really know why. And he takes the camera from Noah, the one surviving camera and takes a picture with him and just goes, we'll make new memories. (laughs) I can't there's, I mean, Robin does all these things for Noah that are just so subtle and perfectly supportive. Mm -hmm. He pretends to have time off work. Um, just, you know, so he could be closer to him when he really is just like calling off work for him, Mm -hmm. but that way he doesn't feel like he is like, putting too much on Noah doesn't feel like he's putting too much on Robin while Robin can still stay home and be with him. Exactly. It's oh, it's so good. Oh, he protect. He protect. 
he defend. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh, he's so cute. Yeah. So there's also this, uh, we've mentioned it, but like drowning in flowers, the vomiting blood flowers or whatever it is. There's a lot of like, if there is body horror in this, it is definitely around that mm-hmm. portion of it. And I think it's interesting because it that is a that is a trope. It is not a Western trope, but it is a Japanese trope. Interesting. Um called Hana Haki disease, which is an imaginary like fictional disease that it pops up in Japanese stories where people vomit flowers, basically. Fascinating. Yes. I do not know what the significance or like meaning to this story this has yet. I don't know if it is going to become more clear. Um, I feel like this is a story that will explain some things and some things will not be explained. (laughs) But yes, I feel strongly that that is the case. Some things (laughs) are just going to be like, nope. Yes, that that is just the way things are. You will accept them because you have no choice. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I don't know. Do you have any thoughts like what that might mean? Because I'm truly just like, this is a thing that's out there. That's all I've got. I honestly, I don't know. Like, I think that to some degree, it's a symbol of the kind of nature spirit Hmm. coming out. Like giving up life. Yeah. You know, because that's one of the things that that the nature spirits do, right? Is that, you know, like as they travel around, they're part of the world. They're part of this home. They, they encourage the growth of life they encourage the ecosystem they you know um they bring some biodiversity they do all of this but as they do that they their own life force is diminished right Mm -hmm. and at the end of that you see them bleeding out yeah you know in a circle of protection which i always with that which i thought oh my god so good um but i kind of see it like that as the 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 blood and the flowers together Mm -hmm as life and death hmm. in mm-hmm. sort kind of, of so deeply intertwined, you know? Yeah. Highlighting the way that, you know, when you die, your energy goes back, it becomes plants and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. I lo- that's a really good point. I love that. So I don't know if that's right, but that's how I've sort of interpreted it. We don't, we don't have to know what's right. We can confidently say things on the show. That is <laughs> how we roll. <laughs> well, I mean, once you put out, out into the world, huh? it, it, it starts to mean things to people in different ways right and exactly. then exactly so yes it's a, the death of the author thing right you yeah <laughs> exactly yes <laughs> uh, who knows what is intended this is what we understand yes and while you are listening to our podcast we are the experts <laughs> <laughs> very loosely <laughs> you know, self-proclaimed <laughs> I like it all right all right let's lean right into it <laughs> I would like to be known forevermore as Dr. Webtoon. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, at least you'll have a doctorate. (laughs) You just have to change your first name to doctor and then no one can say anything about it. That's true. At least people could spell that. (laughs) (laughs) You can can change it to Dr. Broadwin. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) I like it. I like it. Let's do that. solved it. (laughs) Yep. Nailed it. Have you come up with predictions? <laughs> oh God. Oh, predictions. I have a whole blank page here of me going question mark, question mark, question right? mark. Like, I mean, I, yes and no, but right. again, like this is, this is such a big story. There are yeah. so many places this could go. So do I have predictions? Sure. Are any of them, am I confident about any of them? No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, obviously 
Robin and Noah are going to get together because we yes. know that that's not so much a prediction as a eventuality. Yes, exactly. Yeah. How that's going to happen? No idea. None. Not a, honest to God, not a clear. nothing. <laughs> I have nothing. I'm here for it, but I got nothing. I am really excited to see if we get a personification of mother. Oh, so that's not so much a prediction as a hope. I would really, really be excited to see that because I yeah. would, I, I don't know how that would work, but I think it'd be very cool. Yeah. Cause it, it just feels like something that might happen if, if like Robin and Noah continue to kind of break the natural cycle is that right. mother has to come in and intervene. Right. So I, 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 that is a semi-prediction. I don't know, I, but yeah. Yeah. I, all I have is semi-predictions too, where it's like, I have a vague notion right? <laughs> of, a, of a prediction. I, cause there, there is this sense of like looming dread. There's something yeah. coming and that's like a repeated thing. And I think in this story, the something that is coming is not evil. I think it is the cycle that is yeah. catching up because I mean, maybe I'm wrong on this. I think Noah did almost drown. Like, I think that part yeah. was real. I think he almost died because <laughs> maybe this is the me that grew up watching final destination happening here, but I think he cheated death, right? Cause he's yeah. not supposed to have lived. Yeah. And I think that death, like the natural order of death is coming for him. So I suspect one of the things that'll keep happening is near death experiences for our sweet baby. Noah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I yes, I do believe that. And I I just I wonder how many times he gets to cheat death or like if oh. if it gets to the point where like Robin has to do something to step in to like is there something Robin can do to step in? Has Robin given him some part of his life force? Is there some I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, maybe it okay. This is all right. We're stepping into Chris makes wild speculations. Yes. <laughs> we're going outside of predictions into um so we do know that that Robin had a start. He's not he might be eternal now, but he wasn't infinite. No, exactly. Right. Maybe, maybe he is reincarnated. It just lasts for a very long time. Here's my thought. What if Robin is previously a nature spirit that cheated death and now lives and is stuck because of it? Ooh. Well, maybe Noah, oh God, this will hurt me so much if it's true, but I'm putting this out into the universe. Maybe Noah will assume Robin's position and that will be how he lives. But by doing that, Robin dies instead. No, no, <laughs> no, I don't like it. <laughs> Not okay. I do not wish for it, but I could see it happening. Mm. Like the whole um, something must be given, you know? Okay, but we're going to just happily predict that somehow they work it out and they all live happily ever after forever (laughs) and ever. And I just don't know that this is that kind of story. I know. Oh, we have set ourselves up for pain, listeners. I have full on Muppet face now. You do, and it's, <laughs> it is extremely cute. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I can feel my heart breaking already. Oh my okay. God. Do you need me to drag you out of it with my silly prediction? Yes. We're going to see Leslie, lesbian uh, bartender fall in love with mother nature. <laughs> <gasps> yes, please. Oh, what if no. lesbian bartender is mother nature? I feel like she cares too much. That's true. But I feel like she would fall in love with an uncaring, amoral mother nature. <laughs> she would just be like, hello. <laughs> I want to see personification of mother nature as full on chaotic neutral. 
I would love that. And I I could just see lesbian bartender. I do not, not know this character's name or if we ever heard it. Um, I think we did, but it was very brief. <laughs> like Jax or something like that. Um, but <laughs> lesbian bartender is going to like try to win over mother nature to the side of having feelings and probably fail because, you know, mother nature, but mm. it'll be charming. Although if we get a personification of mother nature, maybe the human side of that human Ooh. form could help with the yeah. mm-hmm. sense of feelings. You maybe know? I would just like to see lesbian bartender be like, Ooh, I love a challenge. Right. <laughs> Yes, I'm here like, for it. Like Robin is like, you know that that person does not care about you at all, and she's like, yes, <laughs> just wait. <laughs> Look, do we know anything about her or her personality? No. Have we just created an entire personality based on one panel? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> we love to see it. <laughs> so good. Oh God. Mm-hmm. Oh man. In any way, this story is going to break our hearts and mend oh, yeah. them any number of times before the right. end, I imagine. And we d- it is a coin toss where whether it'll end on broken or mended. It's <laughs> true. It's true. I, I feel like we've got a long way to go before the story is nearly done. I don't know for a fact. I don't have any insight into that. I don't think the author has said, but I feel like we've got a journey. I, I agree. There is definitely a journey ahead. So it also, it in, and totally makes sense why, but it agonizingly updates once a month. <laughs> I, mean, the, the, I mean, the art is why, like it, it yes. is, it is. A and worth it. And worth 100% it. hundred percent worth it, which is why I've read it three times. Right. <laughs> It's definitely going to be one where you're like, oh, right. I have to do the thing where I wait now. Like, yeah, <laughs> webtoons will get you spoiled if you're not careful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then all you do is you just subscribe to enough things that you get so many updates a day that it's fine. The Bronwyn method. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to come at me so hard. <laughs> You literally like teed it up for me. I mean, this is true. I did absolutely do that. I yes. think I just made a baseball reference and then did a tennis gesture. But you know, I'm not the sporty one in this friendship. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> We're swinging for the fences. It's good. Yeah. I think that one might be also baseball. I can't it is. Tell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> oh, Nelly. Do we have any final thoughts about ghost lights? It's perfect. And I love it. And mm-hmm. it is it. The whole thing is my child, <laughs> the whole comic, the characters. Yes. But also the whole comic. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. Everyone needs to read it immediately. Read it immediately. Soak it in, cry a little and be terrified of drowning in your room. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we apologize for all of the existential dread, but it's worth it. <laughs> it's worth it. Also adding to the number of horror novels books movies comics that have deer as a scary thing who saw that coming who saw that coming i live in deer country do you know how many times deer have made me jump thanks to horror movies they are innocent and mostly harmless i know (laughs) believe me i grew up in rural ontario like (laughs) deer are a thing and they are stupid they are not frightening they are stupid (laughs) and mostly defenseless (laughs) I mean, when they come screaming out of the hills at your car and they sideswipe yeah. you, it's like, yeah, okay, that's terrifying. But, but like, that's accidental, 100%, uh, not great for them either. <laughs> no, that's just them being dumb. <laughs> 
terrifying. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Even though he's not a fawn, to be no. fair. Not no. actually a deer. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fangs and all. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Read it. That's my final thought. Yeah. I concur wholeheartedly. What are we going to read next time, Bronwyn? Well, this has been a, this has been a struggle for me to pick because I read so many things. I'm not going to lie to you. Did you have a a poll that was super helpful? (laughs) I did have a poll. It was less than helpful. I'm not going to lie as it was direct tie. The way that it, it, four options that was, it was a three-way tie, right? Other was the only one that didn't work. Yeah. I was laughing so hard when I saw that. <laughs> I know. I know. So I, I, I'm going to go with teenage mercenary. Cause that was yes! the first one to get a vote. And also tonally, it's extremely different. We're going to talk about my, my, my murder baby. <laughs> oh yes, 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 yes. We are. I love it already. I've already started this one and I Excellent. am so ready to talk about it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Less existential dread and more cheering on a murderer. <laughs> Well, less murder. I mean, maybe that will make you feel existential dread, but you'd be surprised. <laughs> it honestly, it's just sort of like, you go, yes, you kick his ass. It's, it is definitely a good for him kind of comic. <laughs> In a way that, you know, should probably make me question my morality, but it has not. Nope, we're not gonna. Nope. nope. We overthink many things and this will not be one of them. Nope. This is not an overthinky comic. I figured it was a good <laughs> chaser. <laughs> So come back next time when we talk about murder. (laughs) Murder. (laughs) And where can our listeners find you, Bronwyn? You can find me on all the things at Shiny Baby B. I mostly live on Twitter where I usually am tweeting about what I'm reading because I'm always reading. (laughs) And you can find me on Twitter at The Myth of Psyche where I tweet about feminism, psychology, and also what I am reading. And you can find me also on Gotham Outsiders, a podcast talking about queerness and feminism in the Bat family with my co-host, TJ. And you should also be checking out our parent podcast at Talking Comics on Twitter, or you can email them at podcast at talkingcomicbooks.com. And if you want to uncork more web comics goodness from our show, you can check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Thirsty on Tune, where we should be reading, drinking, and being nerdy. 